you home with me. I got money in the bank. What you think about that? I'm not going to quote any more of the song. Sorry, that was awful singing. I apologize. I have not. I do not have the vocal gifts of the one and only <laughs> T Pain. But we got money in the bank on this episode of Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. Hello once again. I'm Skylar Sig Daddy Sigmund, joined by my assistant to the host, J.O. We're back a little bit later again this week, but work complications once again. It's not this. It's, it, was, it, it was the holiday last week. Work complications this week. But we're here. We're ready to talk about our top five money in the bank cash-ins of all time. Top five money in the bank cash-ins of all time. And J.O., I'm excited for this episode. How, how excited are you for this? It was a lot of fun coming up with this list. Uh, a little difficult also, to be honest, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be... You continue. probably agree with... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, Lord. Here we go. But all right, J.O., you're, it's your it's the floor is yours sorry okay <clears throat> you probably agree with this uh you probably agree with me on this one uh sig daddy but cash-ins are super cool i love them i love the surprise factor of them trying to guess when where it's going to happen and seeing them happen it's it's just a lot of fun one of my favorite things that wwe has brought to wrestling and i know y'all listening at home can't see this but I am currently wearing the inventor of this match, the supposed inventor of this match's T-shirt, Chris Jericho, because he's the one that apparently came up with it, in air quotes, in 2005. He was the creator of the Money in the Bank ladder match. It was his brainchild, and we'll be talking about that here in just a few moments, a few minutes, I'll say. We'll give you, we'll say a few minutes. But uh, we'll get into that here soon. Uh, J.O., I, you know, I know you had a topic you wanted to speak to me about and get my take on and kind of want to discuss. So uh, what is that topic? Yes, absolutely. So there's some buzz going on on uh, wrestling social media. At first, it was announced that WWE would be going back from, uh, from PG rating to TV14 on July 18th. However... It looks like BR Wrestling jumped the gun in reporting that, and they had a backtrack. And this is from Andrew Zarian from Wrestling Observer that it's not official that WWE is going to switch to TV 14, but it's still heavily considered. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, so they just switched from saying, yes, they're doing it, to actually, no, they're just still thinking about it. <laughs> so You get me excited for two on? seconds. He was like, oh, maybe. It's like. They're like, oh, maybe we'll bring back the other people, the uh, older fans back, the younger, well, yeah, the older fans back in. Nope. Nope. Yeah, well, the younger fans or whatever. Nope. <laughs> like, oh, the kids out uh, over the age of 14. Nope. Because <laughs> this, no, the, show, this show's catered, the show's catered mostly towards kids. Yeah. I was I actually I had a little. I was actually happy to see that for a second. I'm like, all right, Cody Rhodes sent a little winking, emo like a smirky emoji because he, Thought it was kind of, I don't know what his, he might have had an influence in that situation or something or, but I, I really hope they do go back to TV 14. I do too. I really, really would like that because you, you've kept track of the numbers more than I have, but for WWE, the viewership, it's, it's just been steadily declining, has it not? It has, but 
it doesn't matter to them because they're still one of the highest rated shows on the, they're the highest rated show on USA. I'm pretty sure raw is. And apparently like raw has been way better than SmackDown recently from what I've seen, like review wise, it's raw and SmackDown raw has been the better show, which was weird. Just a year ago, it was completely flip flopped. SmackDown was the good show. Raw was the bad show. Now it's complete. There was an episode of SmackDown, I think it was this past week, that had less than 15 minutes of wrestling on it. What did they do for the entire show? Apparently a bunch of promo segments. Drew McIntyre oh. versus Butch, also known as uh, Pete Dunne. It went a minute and a half. And that was the main event. A minute and a half. The longest match on the show went, went less than seven minutes, according to Cage Match. My goodness, that sounds like horrible TV. Yeah, I looked at the rating on cagematch.net, and it was less than two. They, they, they also had Ronda in a squash match against Natalia, who she just beat at Money in the Bank before she lost the world, uh, the women's SmackDown Women's Championship, by the way. So, my God. But yeah, they need some new life in there. And apparently, well, I, I was reading it's, NXT is a lot more free using of using of the language and the sex sex appeal and all that all that uh, stuff. They they like to accentuate certain certain assets on certain people. <laughs> it's, well, it's, I, it's true though. It's true. You, you you look at some of the like you'll see stuff on social media and you'll be like Nikita Lyons. He's a very attractive woman. <laughs> Right, and, that, and they, that's they a like good to, point. They like to exploit that kind of stuff. And that, that's a good uh, point to what I was also going to say, too. While I would like, I don't want them to be objectifying their wrestlers like they used to in the past. Absolutely not. I just want it to be a more mature and maybe a more brutal, visceral kind of product than what we've been getting these past few years. I, I when, don't... when was the change? 2008? Uh, right? About 2008, 2009, around that, yeah, that time so, frame. That was because that was when I was watching. Right. Me too. Me too. And I, what, the last official match of the TV14 era was the Shawn Michaels Chris Jericho match, was it not? I think so. Yeah. It was money. It was a Great American Bash 2008, if I remember correct. That was bloody. Yeah. That was bloody too, because Jericho like busted his eye really bad. Yeah. Yeah. That was and a great so, rivalry, by the way. Oh, amazing rivalry. Great rivalry. But yeah, it's so yeah. Point being, last time they were TV 14 was 2008. I was still in middle school. Yeah, I'm still in middle school. I'm a 26 year old man now. So it's been a while since WWE's had that kind of product. So it'd be It'd be real fresh, real interesting to see them have it again. It'd be a breath of fresh air, and I, I like the the objectifying women thing. I don't, yeah, I don't really like that at all. Uh, they don't yeah, need to go don't. back. They don't need to go back to that. No. Period. But they do it on NXT a little bit because of the way they have some of the women dress. And heck, if the if the women want to do that, more power to them. I support it. Because so remember, as... you remember, remember Athena came out with that thing where they were on they wanted ball and booty shorts practically yeah 
But if if the women are comfortable doing it that way, absolutely, yeah, no, that's do your fine. Thing. That's fine yeah. as long as they're comfortable with it. It doesn't need. It's just it can't be forced among man by management. That's my that's my point. It can't be forced by management. Exactly, agree a hundred percent. And I, I and I love seeing quality women's matches. That is, I've loved that. And we, I find, I, you know, who changed the game on that was Sasha and Bailey. The NXT Takeover match from NXT Takeover Brooklyn. We're almost on the uh, seven-year anniversary of that, by the way. So, so uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, well, uh, TV fourteen would definitely help WWE, though. I, I think it would help. Maybe bring some blood, bring some color back in, some blood. I need blood in my wrestling. A little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. You can't have a cage match or an elimination chamber match without a little bit of blood. Oh, if there's no blood in a cage match or an elimination chamber or a ladder match, might as well not even have those kind of matches. Uh, the ladder match, I uh, maybe, but the the, the cage and <laughs> the cage and the hell in a cell and uh what did I say? Cage Hell in a Cell Elimination Chamber. Those three matches need blood. Right. They need color, as they like to call it. But so we need color from the wrestlers. We don't need color from the cage. Yes, we don't need red cage. That, that, that was one of the dumbest moves I've ever seen in my life, by the way. <laughs> All right. Let's get down the business here. Top five money in the bank cash-ins of all time. So J-O-I, and I are going to run down our top five. We're going to go with, we're going to have some honorable mentions first and we're going to go from five to one. It, we're going to have some kind of crossover here, but we're going to give our explanations, each of our explanations of why we kind of put this in a spot. Why is it fun to us and that kind of thing. But it, we're going to have crossover. No worries. We'll, we'll talk about a little, we'll talk about each cash in, like why we have it on our list. Hopefully that was clear to everybody at home. But here we go. J.O., do you have any honorable mentions for this? Yeah, I only had two. Uh, one was Dolph Ziggler's cash-in on Alberto Del Rio. Mm. Uh, I like, because I, I may have mentioned it before. Actually, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it before, but I feel as if that Dol Dolph Ziggler criminally underutilized throughout his uh, WWE career. He's had some pretty solid pushes, don't get me wrong, but he's he he's he could have done a lot more with the time he's been in the company. He just turned babyface um, this week. Yeah, I so say he's back. So hopefully, you know, there's another go another another round for him. And second honorable mention was Dean Ambrose on Seth Rollins. Ooh. See, see you're 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 giving you're almost teasing some people with some of mine, so yeah possibly but uh my honorable mentions are Liv morgan on ronda recently it's a little bit of recency bias but if you look if you look at the uh, women's cash-ins for the most part they were almost all on the same night mm -hmm. except minus carmella's oscars oscars was not really a cash-in because she won the belt <laughs> she won the belt in the briefcase because becky lynch was pregnant that was back in 2020. It was one of the fight for through WWE headquarters to the top, and Asuka won the Money in the Bank briefcase, which turned out to be the Raw Women's Championship. But overall, the women's cash-ins haven't been good, in my opinion. 
they, they, they haven't figured out how to have someone hold the briefcase for more than a few weeks or a, a couple of months, maybe. But uh, the second honorable mention here, CM Punk on Jeff Hardy in 2009. Oh, interesting. Extreme rules. Jeff Hardy won the ladder match, winning the World Heavyweight Championship from the rated R superstar Edge. And uh, he, he was exhausted after the ladder match. And then Punk came in, hit two GTSs to put him away, and and that was a very, that turned CM Punk. CM Punk was who was a babyface at that point turned him heel, which was a, I thought that was a, that was cool. It led to that rivalry that lasted the entire summer, which ultimately led to which ultimately led to uh, Jeff departing the company on his that was by that was by his own uh, accord. But then he got arrested immediately afterward. We're not going to get into the details of that. So, but yeah, those are my honorable mentions. Liv Morgan on Ronda here this year and CM Punk on Jeff Hardy back in 2009, 13 years ago. God, we're old, man. We're old. <laughs> if I remember that feud, that was an intense feud because they did the, they did, they played the whole uh, straight edge CM Punk versus Jeff Hardy who does, who indulges in some stuff. He's, he's a, and, was that what they call it? I don't know. Free spirit. Free spirit. That's what they said. Free spirit. Okay. And anytime a, a, a feud involves uh, a wrestler's personal life like that, I, I always feel it adds a little more weight to it. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely an intense feud. Okay. All right. Here we go. We got the honorable mentions out of the way. Top five. J.O., your number five cash in of all time. Number five. So you basically talked about teasing. My number five spot was Liv Morgan cashes in on Rousey. Uh, Money in the Bank. Yes, it's probably recency bias. And I know I talked into it a great deal in the last episode, but my God, man, that call from McAfee and Cole was just chef's kiss. I could mm-hmm. go on and on about how much I love that call. I watched it a few times today oh, while geez. I was double checking my list. It's just so good. They're they're just they're just talking live lives music hits. Uh, Michael Cole stops talking just to try to take in what's going on. They immediately stand up shouting like, "Oh my god, it's Liv Morgan. It's Liv Morgan." It I love it. Such such an awesome call and uh it's in my top 5 just because of that. It's also low on my list because it happened, what, a week ago? A little more than a week ago. A couple so, of weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, we have we have yet to see how, you know, she does with the title. So hopefully it's a decent reign. But number five for me, Liv Morgan cashes in on Ronda Rousey. So you hinted at this. I've been actually, I switched my list around a little bit just briefly, just like a second ago. So my number five is Dolph Ziggler cashing in on Alberto Del Rio at the Raw after WrestleMania in 2013. So after the, so Del Rio the night before defended the title against Jack Swagger at WrestleMania 29. And then that night, the next night he had a two-on-one handicap match against Jack Swagger and Zeb Coulter. And then Ziggler came out. The pop for it was absolutely enormous when Ziggler came out. And Ziggler was a heel at this point. You have to you have to take that into consideration. Ziggler was a heel here. Del Rio was the Del Rio was the baby face. 
And Ziggler comes in, he, he faces a little bit of a – he had to face some adversity in this match. And then Ziggler hits the zigzag, wins the world title, and the place just freaking explodes. Just explodes. Yeah, Ziggler, like I like you said already before, J.O., he is one of the he's, – he's so underrated. He's underrated. He does underrated, underutilized. The guy's – the guy delivers when you need him to deliver. He just never gets the love he actually gets, and it may have to do with size. I don't know exactly what it is. No idea. But like did, an, an injuries hindered his reign too. He had yeah, I think he had concussion yeah. issues too. Yeah, that that's true. That's unfortunate part of it. And he held he held did, the briefcase since like June or July of the year, year previous. So he, this was like he had he had the briefcase for eight or nine months. Was this his? Was this was this a, a face turn for him because of the crowd reaction? Because if a crowd reaction like that, you can't keep a guy healed. I think it may have. I I'm not, I can't remember the timeline. It may have been. I I think it may have been. I'd have to look more into it. But that that crowd reaction was unbelievable for that too. Because Ziggler Ziggler at that point he'd been well he'd been with the company actually like seven years at least because he worked in the spirit he was in the spirit squad. But right. like he had worked main roster stuff since like late 2008, 2000, early 2009. So he'd been up there in the four or five years. And he always been, he was good. He was just, he always was good. Solid workhorse. Good intercontinental champion. Great heel. Did stuff with Vicky Guerrero. Just good. He was just good. So he had a really good social media game back then too, I think too, as well. He did. He did. He, he was did. pretty good. He was, he, him and him and Ryder were really good at that. Like the, those utilizing social media at that point, those two were pretty dang good at it. But yeah, that's not my number five. J.O., moving on, your number four. Number four, Money in the Bank 2019, women's. Bailey cashes in on Charlotte. See, I, I thought about that one too a little bit. I did think about that one, but uh, go on. Sig Dad, if you can recall back in our college days, Monday nights we'd be uh, watching Raw. You remember how much I love Bailey, right? Yeah, we all we all love Bailey at that point. Fans sometimes didn't, which I never understood, but that was because WWE's booking, by the way, just not right, not, yeah. not our not that not her fault. It's book it was the booking, but continue. Right. Yeah, loved Bailey around this time. Still do. Wishing her a speedy recovery. Hope she's doing well. She's been out for over a year now. Oh my God! Yes, and when she comes back, I hope she comes back as a, heat, a face again, because as corny as it was, I loved her entrance music as a face. Like you can't help but smile when that song came on. Mm-hmm. It was, it was okay, good. But, <laughs> but she kind of grew. I think she kind of grew out of that a little bit, though. We'll we'll see. Her her heel work was really good, though. It was her heel work was really good. Um, got the got the Karen hairstyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, back to the match. But yeah, I loved Bailey at uh, at this. Um, I think the setup for it was good. Uh, Carmella beating the I mean I'm sorry, not Carmella. Charlotte, Charlotte beating the yeah Charlotte beating the crap out of Becky. And then Bailey comes in to for the rescue. Was it, was it Carmella? I think. Was it Carmella? I think it was Carmella. Let me let me let me just I want to verify real quick. Give me two seconds. Continue, Jo. I'll let you continue talking as i look this up um 
But yeah, but so, but the way they played it was it, Bailey didn't even intend to cash in. She just came to help, but she saw the opportunity, decided to cash in. And one thing I think we're going to talk about a lot on this episode is crowd reactions. And That's a, it's, very, it's very important. Yes. And with Bailey's another great crowd reaction, huge pop crowd loved it. I loved it. And in terms of, in the number of same night cash in by the women's, I'll hold this one by Bailey very high up, close to Liv Morgan's. Understandably, understandably, I think it may was it car was it yeah it was on was it twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen 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 okay I'm looking at the wrong year that's why. All right, let me make so let's make sure we have the information correct because I want to. I don't want to be wrong on here. I don't want to be wrong on Sig Daddy's wrestling show. We want to make sure we have the facts straight here. We don't want to, we don't have any mess ups. No fake news. No fake news. Okay, here we go. Seven. All right, here we go. Yes, so Charlotte just won the title from Becky Lynch. Okay, Becky Lynch. Okay, yes. Charlotte won the title from Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch just had a defense against. Lacey Evans for the Raw Women's Championship, and they did the match immediately after that. I forgot that this Money in the Bank was in May, not June like it typically is, or July or whatever. They switch the dates around so much anymore of these mm-hmm. pay-per-views. But, yeah, she just defended it. And, yeah, that was that was a really good moment, though. That was I, – I that's, that's a good one. That That's probably – honestly, outside of Liv, and those two are probably the best ones. Women's yeah. wise, I, I I think. So yeah, that, that's a good one. Number four, I, that was a surprise. That was a surprise. I told you I'd have a few surprises on here. And another one you alluded to earlier was Dean Ambrose on Seth Rollins after he won the WWE World Heavyweight Championship from Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank 2016. If you're if you know the history of these three. Gentlemen, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and uh, Dean Ambrose. They used to have One, a stable, didn't they? Yeah, mo- it was called the, the the Field. The Field, I think, it was the Field, right? Field. Um, uh, so I think a guy walks around with one. A oh, Shield, yeah, the Shield. Oh right, yeah, the Shield. The Shield, the Shield. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. Like overall, you think about that moment. So Reigns has been holding the WWE World Heavyweight Championship since WrestleMania of that year. He won from Triple H in a not very well received match. Moment, the crowd didn't really give a crap. But here, so a couple months, he had a couple of defenses against Styles, and then it led to this. Seth Rollins returns after one of the defenses against Styles. Huge reaction. They keep Seth Rollins healed for some reason. Oh, well. Seth Rollins wins the World WWE, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship from Reigns that night. Dean Ambrose, who won Money in the Bank that night, comes up from behind after Rollins is celebrating, hits him with the briefcase. People are losing their crap. Ambrose hits the dirty deeds. One, two, three. Rollins wins, not Rollins, but... Ambrose wins the WWE World Heavyweight Championship to an enormous reaction. And it, the, the why and I why I put this where I put this is because the importance of the moment. You got to think about this. 
all three Shield members held the WWE title in the same night. That's pretty cool. I love that. I love that little tidbit every time I think about that. It was just cool storytelling, actually, in that situation, because it, it was kind of, wow, all three guys from the Shield held the title at one point during this night. And it was Ambrose who, who was the one that finally was able to win it because he was the last one to win a world championship out of everyone on the Shield, in the Shield. Yep. So, yeah, that which was kind my, of – what did you say? I was going to say, which is kind of funny to think about because he was – he was like the de facto leader of the Shields when they were together, weren't they? I think it was Rollins. He was the architect of the Shield. They was it him. Rollins? Yeah. But, okay. But I. But still, Rambrose is the last one to win it. And you know where it would lead for him moving forward. A couple of years, three years later, less than three years later, he's out of the company. And he's Crazy. now one – he is the current – interim AEW World Heavyweight Champion. But, yep, that is my number four, Dean Ambrose, cashing in on Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank 2016. And that was the first That was the first time they actually did the same, the cash-in in the same night. That was the first time. Yeah, that was the first time they did the cash-in in the same night. Because I know, I know Alberto Del Rio attempted it in 2011 on Punk, but that didn't happen until they didn't – Punk thwarted that immediately before it even the bell was even rung but this one was the first time it was a cash in the same night i'm pretty sure and uh won and ambrose won the title but jo time for your number three my number three is rvd cashes in against john cena so a little different kind of cash in jo we have the jo here we go here's the crossover we have the same one at number three same um, same one at number three. Beautiful. I love it. So, yeah, a, a different kind of cash-in. So, and I think it's the, the idea of that kind of a cash-in where it's not a surprise and he makes it a fair fight, I think that made RVD look like such a badass. But he, but you got to think about this. You got to think about the circumstances in this situation, though. ECW, okay. One Night Stand, 2006. Hammerstein, Ballroom, RVD as home field advantage okay i maybe not such a fair fight but it wasn't a surprise attack i guess i should say it that way so even though there wasn't necessarily a surprise oh my god the cashing in kind of moment it's what what it's the moment that this cash in led to one of the most hostile energetic crowds i've ever seen in my life this crowd just to, just to give everyone an explanation at the home, at home. So Cena's a baby face. Cena's a white meat baby face at this point. Literally, face of the he is the face of the company. He tries to throw his shirt in the crowd in New York City, the Hammerstein Ballroom, the Manhattan Center, whatever you want to call it. He tries to throw his shirt in the crowd. They throw it back to him. They continue to throw it back to him. They will not let him throw his shirt into the crowd. They are not keeping it because he is not ECW. Oh, that's the furthest thing from ECW that at the time that you could think of, in my opinion. Oh my gosh, it was just brilliant. I love the. I love the. See, a lot of these cash-ins have some sort of creativity factor with them. Each of these five, like the top five, I have have most of them, almost all of them have some sort of creativity factor that comes into play with them. 
This one is one that I really liked because it was you're you're on you've got home field advantage. You don't even need to do it in a surprise here. Oh, definitely not. The way just the the moment itself, the match itself, I guess I should say, was just perfect. And the way it happened too, Edge comes out in a dang biker helmet, spears Cena through a table. As Cena's getting ready to win it, but the referee, I think there's multiple referees that were taken out at this point. Um, but then Edge hits the spear on him. Cena, RVD's like, Taz is on commentary's like, capitalize. They're like, Taz and Joey Styles are like, capitalize. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. And so he hits the frog splash. RVD's looking for a ref after Edge spears him through the table. And then Harvey hits the frog splash. He's looking for a ref. And then Paul Heyman comes down and he makes the three count. See, I know a lot of people were a little upset about that. Maybe not even at the time, but I guess in, in a historical sense, people are starting to think maybe that's not the best way that match could have gone. But I thought it was a good. That's easy. That's, that's an easy. That's ECW show. Yeah. They do what they want on that show. It's an ECW. It's a WWE produced, but it's an ECW show. So the ECW people are going to do what their ECW people are going to do. Paul Heyman isn't. Paul Heyman was the leader of ECW. So he has the choice to come down to the ring and make the three count if he wants. He does. And he did. And he's the leader of the new ECW at that point, 2006. He didn't stay there for very long because we all know how that turned out, the ECW. But he ended up winning the <laughs> WWE World Heavyweight, the WWE Championship. And then he was awarded the because ECW was introduced a couple nights later on Sci Fi. He was given the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. So he was the only guy to ever hold those both simultaneously. Wow. But I actually don't it, think I knew that part of it. Yeah, he was awarded the ECW title after that. But this cash-in was just brilliant. I, I love that the fact, the creativity factor that came into this because it was something different than the first one. But we'll get, we'll probably get into that one a little bit later, I assume. But uh, Jo, you're number two. My number two. Today I got four words for you. Heist of the century. Seth Rollins cashing in at WrestleMania 31. Oh, man. He's got the first cash-in at Mania in Mania history. And the, the thing I like about this is, again, it's a little different from the regular surprise, uh, uh, surprise attack cash-in. There was already a match going on, a decent match, I should say, at that, in my opinion. Pretty good. It was a pretty good match, actually. It was Roman yeah. and Brock's only good match. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, Seth Rollins' music kicks in. He comes sprinting out of the stage. Beautiful camera work by WWE, I should say, too. Just that angle of him running by. And then slides in, cashes in, and he has a little bit of a mini-match, too. He participates in the match for a little bit, and then uh, kicks Brock out of the way. Curb stomp to Roman Reigns, one, two, three, champion. It, I loved it. Oh man, it's it's such a good moment. We'll get 
it, uh, just hinting, hinting everybody, I have this on my list. It's just maybe in a different spot. But yes, this that was one of the best. That's definitely one of the best cash in. I think best cash ins of all time. Even if, even if it's not, like I'm not. I'm just saying not not just from us. Overall, it's it has to be up top two, three, number ones in some places. Because it was just the way that it was done mid match. Because at that point in time, Money in the Bank had been around for ten years. Nobody had cashed in in the middle of a match. And not even just the middle of a match. The middle of a match at WrestleMania? The WrestleMania main event. Main event at WrestleMania? Where do you get the nerve, Seth Rollins? My goodness. Oh, man. Even though the people are say, uh, people are saying it was really Vince's call near the end, but you know what I mean. Like Just the amazing uh, booking, in my opinion. Just so... It was, it's brilliant. So exciting. Brilliant. All right. So my number two here, J.O., I think this is where we may flip-flop. I, I, I'm predicting here. Edge at New Year's Revolution 2006. Am I correct? Sig Daddy, this may surprise you, but you are incorrect. Wow, I'm wrong. Oh, wow. None of Edge's none of Edge's cash ins are on my list. Wow, that's a surprise. So and I know how much you love Edge too. Oh yeah. But uh, I have Edge's cash in from 2006 at New Year's Revolution. So reason being, I put this. It's it, the first ones. It always it usually sets the standard for the rest of them. I think this was so well done because Edge was really it was this was him. He was starting to hit his not I would say peak. But he was really ascending at this point because he won the Money in the Bank briefcase in 2005. Been doing great work as a heel throughout that year in the lead up to this. Cena, so the circumstances regarding this, so Cena had an elimination chamber match that night. Bloody elimination chamber involving, so he defended his WWE championship. He won, so he held the WWE championship almost 10 months at that point. He was defending against Kane, Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, Carlito, and Chris Masters. He won with two roll-ups on Carlito and Masters. And then the, the chamber raises up, and Vince comes out and announces that Edge is cashing in his Money in the Bank briefcase. He does. Doesn't take one spear. He takes two spears. Got a really good reaction, by the way, even though Edge was full-on heel at this point. Oh, yeah. He won the WWE Championship. A great moment in which ultimately launched Edge's career. Like, finally, it took him a while to get to that main event level, and he finally had reached that point, which was a great culmination of such, of that. Great. It was a great, it was a great moment for him because it finally it finally told everyone, that's like, this guy is a main eventer. Now, though he only held the WWE Championship for less than a month, he held it for about three weeks at that point. It ended <laughs> up leading up to leading up to more World Championships. I think over ten now. He's at least a ten-time World Champion. So anyway, I thought that was a very uh, appropriate one at number two because it's one of the originals, and I thought 
it deserved this spot because it set the standard for all cash-ins moving forward. Say so Some people say Edge is, you know, king of the money in the bank. Even though he didn't win it the second time, he kind of won it from Mr. Kennedy and then used it. But Yeah. All right, you're number one now, J.O. That's It's the big one, number one. Number one. My number one money in the bank cash-in wasn't at a major pay-per-view. It wasn't at WrestleMania. It was on Monday Night Raw, June 30th, 2008. CM Punk cashes in on Edge. And the reason this is my number one, it was the first cash-in I was able to see live. I remember watching this one. 2008 right smack dab in the middle of when i was a hundred percent into wrestling would watch every monday night would watch every friday night couldn't watch pay-per-views yet because i was still living with my parents and they wouldn't let me buy (laughs) pay-per-views of course so i can only yeah and i remember i remember vividly monday night came home from school just watching wrestling uh Edge cuts a promo, and uh, Jim Ross was actually cutting a promo before Edge was cutting his, and I guess that pissed Edge off, so he tells Hawkins and Ryder to escort Jim Ross away, but that leaves Edge unguarded, and then who comes out but Batista, and he attacks Edge. Because he lost the pay-per-view the previous night. He was yes, not able to win the World Heavyweight Championship back the previous night. No, he did not. But he attacks Edge all around the ring. Batista bomb right in the middle. Batista goes to walk out. And then, boom, CM Punk's music hits. He comes running out with the ref. Slides in, gives the briefcase. One, go to sleep. One, two, three. And then CM Punk wins the World Heavyweight Championship. And CM Punk was basically a mid-carder at this point. Yeah, he was. He he was not a main eventer at this point. No. And then out of nowhere, he cashes in and, look, he's the world heavyweight champion. I will always remember this cash-in because it was the first one and maybe the only one? Yeah. So far, the because uh, most of these I didn't, I couldn't have watched because, again, living with my parents didn't let me buy pay-per-views. Uh, unfortunately, I did miss the Liv Morgan one. I just really wasn't interested in watching Money in the Bank. I wasn't either, so we, we can't. This we can't year, so kind of, kind of sucks about that one. But this one was just on a Monday Night Raw. I was able to watch it, and I'll always remember that. I remember it too, man. I it was, it was, I, I, I wanted to put this one on there, but I just thought the creativity of the other one. I, I had an honorable mention with Punk, the one I had with Punk and Hardy. I thought that was the better of the two cashins, but man, well, that one, if you have a fond memory of it, it really sticks with you, honestly. And that, that oh, yeah. it sticks with me as well. I remember watching that one as too, but yeah, that definitely sticks with you. If it really, like you remember like sitting where, where you're at when you, when it happened. So remember it vividly and it might be a hot take, but I like CM Punk's first entrance music over his second one. And I, I like both. I like both, but that's a discussion for another day. Probably. <laughs> So my number one here, my number one was 
is your number two, J.O. So my number one is the Seth Rollins at Mania 31 cash-in. Back in 2015, just the heist of the century, as Cole liked to call it. That was actually a good call by Cole. Great call. It was really good. Really good call by Cole. And it was it was it was an accurate point. It was a very accurate point. It was the heist of the century. He literally just stole the match and won the title. Stole the title practically because he entered mid-match after Roman and uh, Brock had beat the living daylights out of each other for probably 20 minutes at that point. And so he cashed in middle of the match, won the WWE Championship, and I that was the most I thought that was the most well done cash in I think of all time because they did they did it in middle of the match in the WrestleMania main event nonetheless out of all matches what I said out of all matches you picked to do it on that one yeah you picked it you picked to do it there in the biggest stage of them all in the middle of the match against two with two brutes in there and Brock and Roman and he was there was the weasel the weasel pretty much snuck in and got the title freaking brilliant just brilliant and you've probably heard the uh just a small quick fun fact about that you you've probably heard the rumors or have seen the replays of the videos you can actually hear Seth thanking Roman when he's pinning him have you seen that that's cool though that's pretty cool yeah you'll, and you'll see wrestlers from time to time check on one another after like a certain big spot like you saw becky and oscar after they had this like hardcore not hardcore match but it was like a no dq match and they kind of squeezed each other to tell like oh letting them know they're okay but yeah thanking people stone cold rock the rock did that to stone cold after he won at wrestlemania 19 and that's that thing too it's so it's cool to see that those it's kind of see those little nuances i'll say yeah but uh, let's just go over our top five one more time just to give everyone at home just the layout of our list. So, J.O.? Uh, just a recap. Number five, I had Liv Morgan cashing in on Ronda. Bailey cashing in on Charlotte. RVD cashing in versus John Cena. Number two, Seth Rollins with the heist of the century cashing in at WrestleMania 31. And number one, CM Punk cashing in on Edge, Monday Night Raw, June 30th, 2008. All righty. So my five were Ziggler at the Raw after WrestleMania, after WrestleMania 29 in 2013. That's number five. Number four, Dean Ambrose cashing in on Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank 2016. RVD cashing in on John Cena at ECW One Night Stand 2006. Number two, Edge at New Year's Re- Edge cashing in on John Cena at New Year's Revolution 2006, and number one Seth Rollins cashing in in the middle of the Roman Brock main event at WrestleMania 31 back in 2015. I don't know about you, Jo man, but this was a lot, a lot of fun to go over because it, we, like we see, like you told me you were going to shock me with some of my with some of your uh, picks, and you did. You certainly shocked me there. Hey, I mean, I knew I knew I'd have some controversial picks. Uh, picking having a top five Money in the Bank cash-ins with Liv Morgan in the top five and not having Edge in a single one could be seen as pretty controversial. 
I could see that, but it's my top five and I can do what I want with it. Hey, you do what the hell you want. <laughs> that's your that's your list. You stand up for your list. Or right. you get put on the list. <laughs> of Jericho. Oh, stupid money in the bank cash in rankings. You just made the list. Oh God, take me back to 2016. Gosh, that was uh we need actually we need okay, J.O., you and I at some point here on the show, we need to just go over 2016. Because honestly, honestly, that was the last great year in WWE, I think. I could I would I'd be I think I would agree with you there. Because it, uh, that that year, I just remember fondly. Like it, it, there was so much good stuff about that year. Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, and Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho's relationship. First off, that was oh, that was such a highlight of Raw every week. I always again. This was around the year we would watch it just in college. Yeah, good old Central Hall. Always my just fond always memories, man. Highlight. Always the highlight of Monday Night Raw was, yeah, seeing the segments that they were a part of. Yeah, we I think also there during this time, too, was, well, that was the, the, the Dean Ambrose thing happened, too. Think about that. Dean Ambrose cashing in. Uh, AJ Styles finally winning the world, uh, the uh, WWE Championship by the end of that year. Um, him and Cena having just bangers, straight bangers that year. Oh, yeah. Gosh, that was 2016 was such a good year. We'll have to we'll have to definitely just kind of look at a retrospective or do something on the year 2016 in WWE because I because we both we're we're both in agreement in agreement here that it's probably the last great year WWE has had. But nonetheless, hope you all enjoyed this episode of Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show, going over our top five Money in the Bank cash-ins of all time. What are your Top five Money in the Bank cash-ins of all time. Let us know. You let me know on Twitter, Facebook, and on TikTok at SigDaddyWrestle and on Instagram at SigDaddy.Wrestle. Where can they tell you that stuff, J.O.? You guys could tell me your opinions on Twitter and Instagram at Jeremy Rodas, all lowercase. And, uh, yeah, make sure to tell us your opinions on your top five Money in the Bank cash-ins of all time. J.O.'s going to take a little bit of a hiatus. Just He's going to take one week off of the show. He'll be back in a, another week. But next week on the show, I will have a friend of mine. His name's Jimmy, but he goes by JBK. He'll be joining me on the show, Sig Daddy. Talking, to my, talking about myself in third person is weird, but yes. <laughs> Sig Daddy. JBK will be joining me. We're going to be discussing a little bit about the uh, one of the hottest times in professional re- wrestling, the Attitude Era. Not sure on the exact topic yet, but uh, it should be a fun discussion nonetheless with JBK. Haven't talked to him like face-to-face or via video in quite a while, just over text. So it's going to be a lot of fun talking some Attitude Era wrestling with uh, Jimmy, also known as JBK, here next week on Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. If you want to listen to other episodes of the show, or want to subscribe, and actually, you should say, you should subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts, you should, you should subscribe to Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. And if you like the show a lot, make sure to give it 
a five-star review. Leave us a review. We appreciate any feedback we have on the show. And if you have any suggestions, honestly, for topics for Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show, you can you can hit me up on Twitter at Sig Daddy Wrestle for those as well because we're open to suggestions. It's it's You can send us suggestions. We love having topics to talk about here on Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. So as we wrap things up, I'm Skylar Sig Daddy Sigmund alongside J.O. We're signing off saying so long, everybody.